I am going out into the middle of nowhere to turn five acres of desert into a permaculture oasis. Please join me on my journey. Well, I guess I should be celebrating because today marks the day that I received my title for my car that I bought, and it's finally in my name. So that's kind of a big thing because it's been uh, kind of a long time coming, and it's it took a lot of work and time and money to get this to happen. And but I, I it came through. I mean, it it actually happened. And I'm kind of dealing, I mean, I'm thinking about other things and, and busy and whatever. So I'm kind of like, I would have thought that by the time that when, the, when it came, I would have sort of went, hallelujah, and throw my hands up in the air, celebrated something, you know, with something. But instead, it was just kind of like, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so that's done. It's in my name now. I talked to the mechanic today and he does not know what to do because the dealership is actually telling him this same part that he got in and didn't it didn't fit it's not the right part so he's not sure what to do it's weird and then so he told me he's gonna have me drive up there and he's gonna go to O'Reilly's and try to get the part some kind of you know other brand or other type of headlight part and it sounds like he's thinking that it's an actual part and not the electrical system that's what it sounds like he's saying but yeah he just wants me to drive up there again for the fourth time and just try stuff and I'm going to ask him before he suggests the appointment because he, he said he would get back to me once he kind of had a sense of when um I'm gonna have have him see if he can do the uh parking brake at the same trip because I mean I'm making all these trips you know and then he said that the parking brake also needs to be working for the inspection um, the back hatch has stopped opening it opens but it doesn't stay open at all in fact it is very heavy and I have to use my head to prop up the back hatch <laughs> so luckily the guy at the hardware store uh, the owner of the hardware store looked it up for me because I was in there looking for something I could, you know, clip on there to hold it open to get groceries out of it and stuff. And he said, oh, you, that's just this thing. I can't remember what he called it. And he showed me on Amazon and I was like, I'm probably not going to remember that. Can I write write that down? And he gave me a post-it note and a pen. And uh, it's like $20 part. And I said, oh, well, that's that's cool. And then um, he said he would install it for me. So that's cool. So um, I have been unable to buy something like that. But my one, my one investment that I have, which I don't have much in there at all, um, but it went up like, I think it gained like $144 in one day or something like that. I don't know if it's still up, but it was kind of a nice gain. Um, but uh, so I was able to get some gas and get a burrito. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, the, the car needs some other things to happen on it. 
it's old, you know, and little things are falling apart on it, it seems like. So, um, but there are things that I think I can figure out it's, it's looking like. Um, I am really still hoping that we can get this headlight fixed because it, you know, I, I, I need to get it registered. So, but that's the news on that. And, uh, I talked to a prospective client today and it looks like she doesn't have the budget to hire a professional designer. I wish these people would do their research before they, um, reached out to me, but I mean, it's fine, whatever. But, um, so that was a little bit of a bummer. And then also another main thing that happened today is I spent some time working on, uh, a portfolio of digital stuff that is kind of a good idea to have for job searching. And I've been meaning to do it. Um, I have been a little bit like floundering around, not really knowing what to put my time into because there's so many things I could be putting my time into. And today I kind of just was like, okay, this would be the most effective use of my time is to get this done. And it took some doing because it wasn't just a straightforward thing. I really wanted to take take it so that it wouldn't have the header that's on my regular site on all the pages of my site because the site is really geared towards the book. And if you've been to the site, you know that, but I wanted to post the portfolio on that site. But if someone coming to look for that particular set of skills goes to that site, they might be really confused, like zombies, what? So I really wanted to try to make it have a different header, and none of the plugins that are available for that were compatible with my version of WordPress or whatever. And then um, the, all the other suggestions were all really heavy code related, and I just didn't feel comfortable dealing with that, even though I could probably do it. It's just I find the instructions to be missing steps. And then you can really mess up your site if you put it in the wrong place kind of thing. So I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. I did, however, look at a ton of code today because I'm trying to get this Calendly code snippet off my website. And I finally located it in the view page source. Um, but I searched literally through all the PHP files um, on the entire, you know, the, the, the theme files, um, the editor files. And it's nowhere to be found anywhere in all of them. And I went through like almost all the whole list and I just, I, oh my God. So it's weird. Um, I did finally post it to a forum to try to, you know, a WordPress forum to try to get an answer. Maybe someone knows, you know, cause there's no like search function. You can't just like find code, you know? Um, so it's bizarre. Um, and, but at least I found it, but I don't know where it is, <laughs> which is counterintuitive. But so those are some major things that happened today. Um, I also went to the second meeting of a an art kind of a group, and only one other person came. And she had posted something on Facebook. She'd posted like an image or a piece of a, a I guess a picture of a painting that she's she had finished, and um, some somebody uh, bought it and she showed it to us. And I was just kind of like, it it wasn't good at all. It was kind of ugly and did not show a lot of skill and I'm not trying to dog on her at all. I'm just saying like, these are things that I would think would be required to sell work, but it's not because the beauty's in the eye of the beholder or whatever, you know, art's very subjective. So I, it kind of made me think, wow, maybe I should start posting art on Facebook because you know, that seems like where, how a lot of other local artists get a following and sell work too. So um, I have not wanted to do that because I don't really like sharing personal things and I 
I don't know, that's just kind of like, it's sharing something that is very, feels like intellectual property in a way, you know, just giving it to that platform feels, doesn't feel good. But if it would sell, then I guess it's worth it, sort of, or something. <laughs> so I have very sad news about the land project, and that is that the pine tree that had lived for the last year and almost three quarters or something like that now, it has died. And it's really bumming me out. And I am just kind of a little bit beside myself, to be honest, because it really sucks. I do not like watching plants die. And I did everything I could, but I think it's just too hot here for certain trees. And that is a, that was a loblolly pine. They're supposed to be desert friendly. But what's weird is it's a baby one I grew from seed, which had hung in there just fine and was about three inches tall to four inches tall in the greenhouse in a gallon pot, it started to die around the exact same time that the big tree that was as tall as me started to die. And that's interesting, right? Because they weren't both ex under the same exposure. But I think it was the temperature, because that would have affected all things, you know, equally, no matter whether you're in a greenhouse or not. If anything, the greenhouse would have been a little hotter. But so it's really quite sad but I've decided to respond by maybe pulling back my operation in the sense of just focusing on native trees and maybe maybe perennial vegetables, you know, maybe. And I was thinking of just taking the plastic off of the greenhouse entirely because let's be realistic, it does not provide any insulation in winter. That's just silly. It's just not doing anything. Um, you'd have to have a heat source for that. And I tried doing that and it just utterly failed. I don't have the power to be able to do that. And a solar powered one is um, not going to stay on all night. So it's just not going to. I do have a heat lamp that I got, a solar powered heat lamp, but I had gotten that for the, the battery shed. And I don't know. Anyway, the, the plastic cell ripped up anyway, and the whole thing is really open anyway. And I thought, well, I'll just take off the plastic, repair the frame, because the frame has broken in a few places, just due to the wind beating it to death. And then just have the shade cloth over it. And that actually would provide, um, I think that would be better for the plants in the summer so that the greenhouse really can't get too hot, you know, because it'll be very open to the, to the air, but it'll still have that shade. And I'm even thinking of leaving the shade up over the winter because I don't think I'm going to try to grow stuff over the winter. I think I'm going to scale back the operation, like I said, and just focus on doing the planting this fall, which is coming up fairly soon getting the shrubs that, are, that have survived in the ground. Uh, there might be a couple perennials that are still alive somehow. And then getting all the trees in the ground. And I think I'm going to try to do um, a version of a deep pipe. But it's instead of perforated, it's going to be just at, at an angle, um, you know, and yada, yada. I think I talked about this before with you guys. Um, and then just see if that will help, you know, force tap roots on these, these trees. They're all... Um, supposedly okay in this climate um but uh, i'm a little worried about the oaks but the um locust should be okay the uh, texas laurel should be okay um and the crepe myrtle should be okay but at, yet again then again it's like this place is extreme harsh uv exposure so um 
you know, I'm, I'm not optimistic, but I've already paid for these things. And so they have to go on the ground. I've been holding on to them and keeping them alive all summer for this purpose. So they're going to go in. I have to figure out where to put them too. I haven't decided where they're going to go, but the pine is no longer with us in this plane. And, uh, it joins its two other buddies that, that I've got it with that died, um, within a few months of planting last year. So bummer, bummer, bummer. Um, and the only other thing I'll say about that is I think the cat's claw by the road berm is dying because of the road grater having ripped the berm out and pulling all the soil away from the pot and me just not getting to transplant it soon enough for it to survive. I think it's going to, it's turning brown. I think it's going to go. Um, I've still got the Palo Verde uh, going on the road, but it's it's obviously stressed a little bit. I just need to make sure I'm on it with regard to filling those clay pots. Um, on a positive note, though, the one that's up closer to the house is looking fantastic, very happy, and the acacia is absolutely gorgeous and very happy. So those are success stories that do offer a little bit of silver lining. Um, the other acacia that had I had mentioned that I had, um, I think that it just needed more water. So having that clay pot out there that you miss a couple days and it just dies. So that one did not make it. Um, that's way far away from the house. So I think just building, you know, a, a buffer around the house where I can get water to things, focusing on the things that are going to make it in this harsh climate um, and just pulling back, um, trying to do anything else really. Although I did make an agreement with the community group that I belong to. Um, we meet once a week or every two weeks or so. And I did make a commitment because there was homework assigned last time, which was to pick the spot we were going to do our winter garden. And then, so I picked, I figured out which, you know, where I want to put it. And then this, this assignment this week, um, is to prepare your soil. So I'm going to have to make myself do that so that I can show up and be like, I did my homework. <laughs> um, so that's going to take some doing, but I've got, I've got it half dug, um, for maybe a little bit more than half dug out and I just need to bust my butt and just get it dug down further and then probably lay a layer of the, uh, totally, um, fermented Bokashi. It's been sitting in there actually for way too long. Um, but that it doesn't matter once it's fermented, it's fermented. It doesn't hurt it to be in there longer. Um, lay that down along the bottom there, um, and then start adding some compost and soil and stuff and whatever, and then build a little enclosure around that and actually make an effort to grow some winter crops but seriously this summer has been so hot that the plants I'm just watering them out of love for the plants for the species themselves out of wanting them to be able to live um, and enjoy their lives they're not going to produce anything at this point um, and it's been like that for the whole summer they just really haven't been able to do anything in this heat but I'm just keeping them alive because they deserve to be alive. And to me, it's, I'm not going to just stop watering them and let them like watch them die. You know what I mean? Um, maybe that's a dumb idea, but I mean, the watermelon vine is absolutely beautiful. And I have thought this before that if, if only it were perennial, it would just make such a gorgeous vine and they grow really fast. So this summer just didn't produce. So, you know, and maybe next summer won't be as bad, but, uh, I did get all the, the only, the other thing is I did get all the measurements to the fabricator. I don't know if I talked about this, but I did meet with the fabricator. Um, we had a good meeting, productive meeting. And, um, 
we discussed the design and so he wanted me to get him the number of components and the diameters and lengths and stuff like that and so i did get all that to him and so he's going to check and see what he has and then i'm going to um i, I probably can't use some of the things i already have because of the lengths of those materials i think it really does need to be a specific length and I don't think I can get away with kind of, um, you know, cheating really. I, I mean, it might still work, but at this point I want to just do it the right way. Since, especially since I have a fabricator to help me actually really build it correctly and fully. So that is a, a bright spot of hope. Uh, the other thing is I've been feeling like I'm um, really missing out on being in town. I really like being in town. I like uh, being able to go to a bar. I like being able to go see live music, go to the cafe, hang out with peeps who hang out. Um, and it's been kind of becoming more and more apparent that, you know, that's something that I would, wouldn't mind. Um, and so I asked uh, some people today just casually like, you know, oh, you know, is, is land, how, you know, how much is land down here? You know, how much is property down here? And they were like, oh, it's really expensive, yada, yada, yada. And um, I went and looked and I found a cheap property. It wasn't, it's not too much more than I paid for this one. And um, uh, the one of the people who, um, not that it should matter, but um, and it probably doesn't, but one of the people who uh, listened to the defamers when they went on their campaign to lie about me, um, she's the realtor that's attached to the property. So I was kind of like, uh, I don't want to deal with that, but it's not that big of a deal. Like I said, I'll just keep things really neutral, you know, and just not mention anything. And yeah, um, but I would like to inquire about it and just see kind of what the deal is with it go take a tour of it, you know, check it out, see if there's any rain flowing across it and all that. And could potentially, um, you know, sell this one and buy that one and build on that one. I don't think that's going to happen, but it is crossing my mind. Um, and I know that would change the project a lot, but it still wouldn't really because it's the same property. It's the same. I mean, it's the same desert, same conditions, really. It's even hotter over there. Um, and there's not even, I bet you there's not even near the amount of water that flows across this property, going across that one. But I am going a little stir crazy. And maybe it's just this summer, I don't know. But it is something that I'm kind of looking into. So I'm pretty sure that's everything. Um, thanks for hanging in there with me. And, you know, when, when, uh, what is it, what's the, What's the phrase? How does it go? It's like, when you're going through hell, just keep going. <laughs> I'm not going through hell, but I think the world is kind of going through hell. Uh, but I, I'm going through a rough time, and so I'm just going to just keep going, just keep walking, and eventually I'll walk out of that into something else. <laughs> so that's that for this segment. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the upswing. All right, bear with me. I'm going to read you something, and I have to do it <laughs> this weird way. Um, oh, I might be able to find it for you, actually, in real time on Telegram. I don't think I remember where the heck it was um, in time to be able to get it to you. It was by <clears throat> Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I took screenshots and then I had to try to figure out where they had gone on my machine. And it's just like really hard. Okay. Wow. 
yeah, this is really hard to find. Sorry. Okay, so I'm going to have to just read the screenshots, so I have to open each one separately. But it's worth it, I think. So she says, all of these communist indictments are about silencing President Trump's speech and ultimately your free speech. The radical left has been trying to destroy free speech by telling you that you can't say things like this. The election was stolen. Trump won. Voting machines can be hacked to change votes and steal elections. Mass absentee ballot mailings created massive election fraud. J6 was not an insurrection. J6 was a Fed-surrection. Why isn't Ray Epps and others like him locked up like other J6ers? Okay, I have to go to the next screenshot and open separately. Nancy Pelosi is responsible for the security breach at the Capitol on J6. She refuses to bring in the she refused to bring in the National Guard and knew the threats ahead of time. There are only two genders, sexes. Trans surgeries are genital mutilation. Children are being groomed to believe gender lies. Grooming children about sex is what pedophiles do. Hollywood and the music industry is filled with pedophiles and Satanists. Satanists. The trans medical industry is targeting children and they belong in jail. Abortion is not women's health care. It is the brutal murder of the most innocent human life. And the next screenshot. Being a mother is the greatest adventure of a woman's lifetime, even when it starts as a big mistake. God will fill you with love like you've never known before for your unwanted baby and will send you help to survive and thrive. COVID shutdowns are, were, wrong. Take ivermectin to save your life from COVID. Don't wear a mask or take an experimental vaccine. Natural immunity is real immunity. COVID, vac COVID vaccines don't work. The COVID vaccines are killing people. Carbon is not causing climate change. The Earth's climate has always changed. The next screenshot. The border is wide open, cartels are controlling the border, and the Biden admin is responsible for deadly human and drug trafficking. Fossil fuels are our most important form of energy and must be protected. The Green New Deal is a communist manifesto for climate cultists. Drill, baby, drill. Joe Biden is a criminal and controlled puppet of the intelligence community, Ukraine, and the globalist elites. We should not be funding the Ukraine war. America is losing in the proxy war against Russia. America should not be involved in regime change in foreign countries. The Ukraine war should be over, but U.S. involvement is pushing us toward World War III. America pushed Russia into the arms of China by funding the Ukraine war, and that is now destabilizing and changing the world's economy, ultimately making China the world's number one superpower. Struggling Americans can't afford gas, food, and rent because of inflation caused by Green New Deal policies and the Ukraine war causing soaring inflation and energy costs. Our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles by God-fearing Christian men. Our country can only be saved by returning to God. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is with a good guy with a gun. The moment... Oh, and I think that was the last one. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, I think that was the last one. She says... I think this got cut off. She says, And once they destroy our First Amendment free speech, they're coming for our Second Amendment. So... 
I think it's important to focus on the, you know, what we want to see instead of what we don't want to have happen. But at the same time, I think this is a pretty fantastic way of just saying a bunch of shit that's like totally censored. Um, <laughs> so I had to read that to you. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a total badass. I'm just sitting here waiting to get my laundry into the dryer and I don't think I'm gonna be able to get any of my free water because I got cut off in line. I think I think someone took cuts in front of me. Um, so I just decided to leave. Um, whew, man, um, I was just looking um, at recent events and I know I've been known, you know, I've known about this for since it started, but I was just moved to tears because I just saw reports that, um, of course, through alternative media, that uh, that no government official has shown up in Lahaina to help with any of the relief, and it's being done by like pro surfers and like SpaceX and stuff. Um, Musk donated a bunch of Starlink stuff, and some pro surfers have joined, like, kind of donated their properties to like stage everything and all these like supplies and water and whatnot and fuck man it's emotional <laughs> I used to live in Hawaii so um but it, it's like just it's weird because I don't know about you but a f several times multiple times now I've kind of gotten tear teary and cried because of the sort of a just a I don't know what the word, it, it's like I don't really have words to describe why I'm sad sometimes other than obviously what's being done to little children and to this earth and to people in general by these horrible criminals, these psychopaths that are harming people. That's what really I think it is, is like when, when people actually intentionally do harm to others, it really, it really makes me feel sad. And I, I, it just, I don't know, it's like a, it's almost like a spiritual experience, a spiritual feeling of sadness. Because I can't quite put words to it, but that's generally what it is. And this just hit me, you know, um, it's just, what the fuck? And I mean, I know, I don't know what you've seen. I know that the mainstream is, of course, calling this a conspiracy theory, but I mean, the the fires are exactly like they were in Paradise, California. Uh, was that in 2020? Where all the houses are burned, but the trees are left standing. And, you know, like the developers or people who want to get the land, like move, rush right in, you know, immediately. And they're like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Do you want to sell it? Want to sell it? Now that it's destroyed, can you sell it to me? Um, it just seems like an intentional move to like take this place. And it's just, I mean, the fact that the, at Biden, um, he he couldn't be bothered. At first, he was just like when asked about it, he was like, "Oh, no comment." And he went off on his bike and then went on a vacation. If you can fucking believe that, and then he decided to give seven hundred dollars to each person who was affected. Meanwhile, giving billions of dollars to Ukraine because it's where they do the most of their trafficking and money laundering and have the weapon, the bio labs. You know, because that's what's most important to them, spending their operation to harm people on a mass scale. So it's just like, I don't know, man. Sometimes this just gets to me. And I, you know, I think it was the word mahalo that did it. 
and so bless Hawaii. This is kind of weird. As soon as I was getting my stuff into my bag from the laundry room, I had, you know, hung my big blankets and stuff that I'd washed and dried over the door of the dryer to fill the laundry bag with clothes and stuff. So I didn't see who came in. And it was my ex. And I just made my way out of there in a timely fashion. <laughs> and we didn't talk to each other. And I was kind of like, well, that was weird because I had... Uh, kind of had to like the you know how blankets when you wash them and sheets and stuff they get they can get really turned into each other and like wrapped all up and stuff and then they don't dry so I had to keep like putting more quarters in and you know keep waiting another 12 minutes or whatever and that was interesting because it was just enough to overlap but just for a little bit like I wasn't there for another 12 minutes of awkwardness I was just there just enough just for like a few seconds really um but it was a good reminder because this man had come onto my property today and he's like totally, I don't even know his name. He's just this random guy who I must have exchanged names with at some point since, you know, some casual hangout, whatever, but just don't, I don't remember. And he had told me when I had seen him at one of those, which is the first time I recognized him, but he had said that he knew my name and he said he drove by my house and kept kept a watch on it when he could tell that I wasn't there just to make sure everything was cool and I was like huh I was like I didn't realize anybody was looking out for me I mean that's cool you know but <laughs> he came over to my house today and he dropped by and I mean I usually wave at everybody who drives by my road up my road or down my road you know if they see me I'll wave and uh, I guess that he had driven up and gone to visit some other neighbor and so decided to come over and so, you know, I talked to him and gave him some water and all that. And then he was like offering to help me go get um, some water and whatnot because my neighbor had said I could take some for water. And so I thought I'd give it a try because I'd bought this pump and I had the, this, the trailer, you know, ready and working. And I had the barrels and I figured out where they should go on the trailer and how many of them to put on the trailer. And I'd got straps to hold them on the trailer and, you know, all that. So I had it all ready to go. And so he offered to help, and so I was like, sure, you know, and so he, we were going to meet back there, um, back at my place, like at five or whatever, and, and go and try it. So it took a long time, because the pump is wasn't that powerful, and so we were there for an hour, and he was smoking weed the whole time, which is fine, whatever, I don't care, And uh, but I, I didn't, wasn't interested. Um, and we were just, you know, talking and waiting for the pumps to fill the two barrels, and that was all fine and dandy, but... A couple times he mentioned something about, he was saying he wanted to buy the property and he was interested in it. And I was like, yeah, it is kind of a cool property. There are a lot of trees on it. And it is pretty secluded, really, from the road and stuff. And so I was like, well, I know the, you know, my neighbor, I can talk to her if you want. You know, put her in touch with you or you in touch with her or whatever. And I don't know, he kind of seemed like he wasn't really ready to talk to her about it, but he was definitely talking about buying it. So it's weird. He's talking about what he could build and all this. So it's kind of odd, whatever. So then he makes this comment a couple times. He mentions, I was saying something like, oh, there's a lot of trees between us. I didn't realize because they're so close to her place. But I didn't really see them and they're kind of small. So I was like, oh, if you, you could encourage those to grow and there'd be really good privacy between the two properties. And he said something about how like, he wanted, he didn't mind, or it's always good to see a pretty girl or something. And I kind of just, 
I don't know, I just kind of like didn't say anything because I kind of wasn't sure where he was coming from at that point. I figured it might have just been a passing thing, but of course it wasn't, right? Of course, my intuition should have, you know. So then later he mentions it again, and then he says something really weird. He says that my mind is adequate. And I was insulted. I thought that was really kind of rude and judgmental and weird. And so I just told him that I'm a... I said, (laughs) I came back with... I didn't even look at him too. I was like, well, actually, I'm a gifted genius with three kinds of ESP. I'm highly intelligent. So I didn't really, I don't remember how I trailed off, but it did the, it did the trick. It turned him off. And he said, so he was like, I find highly intelligent people unattractive. And then he made, he like got ready to go soon after that. So, but it was just like, what? I don't understand these people that come and I don't, I just, whatever. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> but so I used my pump and got a little bit of water. And I think what I'm going to do is fill the, is pump the water out of those barrels because they're too heavy to move off the trailer. Pump them, pump the water out into the barrels that I have next to the two sheds and get those filled. And then I might try it again. Turning the, turning around and backing up is pretty difficult because the road, her driveway is very bad. It's like really rutted and crazy. And then backing up is just challenging. <laughs> Uh, with that trailer. I'm kind of good at it, but I'm not really that good at it. So I might try it again. I'm not sure. But it was kind of interesting to be able to figure out, you know, yes, I can do this. There is backup emergency water if need be, unless she moves onto a property, which she said she was not going to. And I've only seen her twice in, you know, almost two years now. But uh, speaking of all of that, something really interesting. So I was looking on Zillow and I saw a property for a really affordable price, uh, more than what I paid for mine, but still reasonable in the sense that it was located down in town. And I was thinking how cool it would be to have a property in town, to be able to go get a beer, go to the cafe, go to, you know, an art group or something, do, you know, just be more connected to more stuff to do. And I was kind of entertaining this fantasy about trading my property for that, like, you know, selling this and then buying that and then rebuilding everything on that with the money from my property that I have now. So I kind of dragged my feet in calling the realtor because she's one of the people that the defamers talked to and she just instantly like put distance between herself and me and never gave me, never even asked me, uh, you know, she just like started becoming distant and that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I feel like that's not the kind of person that... I really want to invest in. Um, And it just made me kind of uncomfortable, so I didn't really want to call her, which is so weird, right? But that's how I felt. So I dragged my feet because of that, most likely. And finally, I was was like, you know, I should just call her and get like, just just follow through, you know, because this is an opportunity potentially. So I was going to do that. And I looked on Zillow and it had been, it had been sold, I guess, because it was no longer listed. And I'm like, motherfucker, really? Like, I guess you got to really act when you get that miracle because I had literally just decided that I was going to look and someone had said, no, you, it's too expensive. Oh, totally outrageous prices. I don't So then I look and then there's this property that's totally not outrageous. And so I was like, oh, I should, huh. That's like a, almost like a manifestation or something, you know, uh, you put it out there and it sort of starts happening, but you got to act. And then I didn't, I dragged my feet for three days. So two days. So it disappeared. But then I saw that there's this other property and I figured out, and this is the thing, I think what these realtors are doing is they're listing the properties downtown, they're placing the the pin down downtown, but they're actually not downtown. They're actually out all over in the country because I found another one that was more, but it was about double what I paid for mine. It's still pretty reasonable, you know, Uh, because 
I found out that it's the one, two properties to the north of me. It's the one that I was originally going to, to buy before moving out here and buying the one that I'm on now. And it was originally going to be $40,000 because they wanted to cre create this like side deal. It was her husband, this realtor's husband who wanted to do this side deal with his buddy. And they wanted to get, their whole goal was to get $40,000. They'd set this price and like, that's what we're trying to get. And they were just trying to like throw in this it was like a 20 by 20 shade structure, which is too small to fit um, an RV under, you know, my RV. Um, so, so part of it would have been in the hot sun all day. And then it was, um, wouldn't, wouldn't really had much shade space for being outdoors either. And then they were going to have a set height. You couldn't choose, you, you know, I wasn't going to be able to be part of the design at all. Um, they were going to put in this, I think it was a 300 watt solar system which is nothing mine's 3000 watts and it can barely even really can't really handle my air conditioner on the rv so it was just a puny dinky little thing that wouldn't have really done much and then i think they were going to do like i don't know 5000 or sorry 500 gallons of water or something like that something very small so that they could charge forty thousand dollars but the thing about the property was the guy said he didn't really understand. He was just like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but there's something, there's water there. I just know there's water there, yada, yada, yada. And he showed me some pictures and sure enough, it's like covered in tall grass. The trees are plentiful. Um, and it just was obvious that there was something going on. And when I looked in the satellite uh, imagery on Google Earth, I could tell that there was a basin of some kind there. It basically was part of this big basin. It took up about half of the basin. And so that's what was going on. And I wasn't really sure if it was a spring or what, because I couldn't tell the direction of the water flow. But then, as I've mentioned in much earlier episodes of this podcast, I ended up getting the parcel that I bought because it, it was in the water path of that. And originally I had actually thought that it was fed by that, but it turned out it's actually the opposite. It, water flows across my property into that, and I call it the patch. Well, it turns out that that's for sale again, and they're only wanting 15.5, and it's just the land. And I'm like, no fucking way. What are the odds? And I talked to her today, and she said there's no offers. So I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm just gonna put my fit one foot in front of the other and see what I can do because you never know. I might be able to get a bank loan or something, but it it would be worth getting because you know what else it has? It has mineral rights, which is extremely rare here. In fact, it's non-existent. Really, nobody has mineral rights out here. But that property, it does. And so <laughs> I know that I could grow a lot there. I shied away from it partly because I thought it was kind of cheating. But as I've been talking about lately, this desert is harsh. And it is really hard to grow plants. And granted, I've got, you know, vines. I've got... Um, a bit of a garden. This summer was too hot. Nothing really grew for anybody out here this summer. But, you know, I've got uh, trees that are looking really beautiful. There's a few of them, you know, that are but they're looking great. And I've got some mesquites that are looking good. And, you know, my acacia is beautiful. My, uh, the, the one palo verde that I have closer to my house where I can give it regular water looking really good. So you can grow things out here, but it just takes care. And 
it's not easy. <laughs> right? And so it's very slow going. Although one of the things I talked about with this visitor, who now I don't know, because he, he thinks highly intelligent people are unattractive, and I guess he was attracted to me, and that's why he was coming and hanging out. And maybe I'm completely daft, and if that's true, then I'll admit it, but I've always thought I was a little bit daft when it came to that kind of thing, because I was bullied for nine years growing up, and I just had no clue that I was attractive, and I just never... And it, nothing ever really changed. It just has always been that way. So, anyway, uh, but he did. He did offer to like do free tractor work if I um, paid for the hourly rate for renting a tractor because he knows a guy. And I was like, huh. Well, I said I'd let him know because I have this acquaintance who lives in my valley who offered to do it all for free. And so, you know, if, at least now I have a couple options, or at least I think I do. I don't know if I still do. I don't know if this guy still wants to you know, ever talk to me again, because I basically turned him off kind of intentionally, because I was, I, it was just, you know, because of what he said, and uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, whatever, I'm not attracted to that guy anyway, but uh, I don't know what it is about guys coming into your life just because they find you attractive, but if you don't want to be with them, then they sort of leave completely, it's like, yeah, I get it. If I had a crush on somebody and they didn't like me back, I would probably not want to be around them either. But I don't, I've yet to have a, a man come into my life to just be friends with me. So maybe that doesn't exist. I, I know that's a whole debate. Anyway, but the important part is, you know, him offering to do tractor work, you know, soil work and stuff. So it would be a bummer if that was rescinded. You know, and if it was just really on offer because he was thinking he was going to get some or something like that, you know what I mean? So that's the relevance of it. But the big excitement is that the patch is for sale. Half of the patch. The western half of the patch. And I was thinking I wanted to buy the property to the north of me between myself and the patch because I thought the patch was $40,000. And it's so beautiful because I've driven, I've driven past it to go do trash, which I'm going to go do again tonight, so I'll have a chance to walk over there, although getting dark so I don't know how light it will be but uh, I might I might go over there I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna schedule a walkthrough with the realtors might as well just wait but anyway um it would it's so interesting though because like you put it out there and things really do just and one of the weirder things too is that this morning I was listening to Abraham Hicks and I had the thought you know w wouldn't it be nice if someone stopped by today and visited me and someone did and no one ever does um, so that's kind of interesting. And I just really hope that, like, he can just be friends with me and I don't know. Because, I mean, if, if he's, if, if in his head he's decided that he's not attracted to me, then I'm home free, right? Then I don't have to be the rejector. And he can just maybe be friends with me because I'm an unattractive, intelligent girl. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the patch is for sale and I'm the first one who's inquired about it. And I'm going to try to figure out how to maybe buy it. And I don't, it's a long shot. I don't really know how to do it, but I bet you I can figure it out. Um, but what a, what a weird thing. I mean, wow. Cause I, this was like, this was the property. This was the exact property that two years ago I was trying to buy. It's just kind of blows my mind. So anyway, <laughs> that's what happened today and some other stuff happened but this is kind of an interesting thing that happened and another interesting thing related to water and um land so i hope that, that you can hear some of this at least 
because I know it's really windy, but I'm trying to hold the phone close to my mouth so that you get some of it, and hopefully all of it. But I'll keep you posted because this is a huge opportunity, potentially. And wouldn't it be cool if I could get the parcel to the north of me, too, and then I could have this contiguous 15 acres that are just like in a, in a narrow, linear line. That would be amazing. So, you never know. I am driving over to the patch to meet the realtor and she recognized me from like two years ago or whatever it was and she um, said something like um, they decided not to develop it but they think there's water on it but I I might tell her that there's no water on it, but it actually is a bowl that it, it collects water. But I don't think it has its own water. I uh, just ran into that guy on the road who came over to my house yesterday and was condescending and all that. But he gave me these two washer hoses for um, getting water from the neighbor because um, she had offered, you know, uh, she said I could use her water. Um, steering wheel just moved its location. Oh, I didn't do that. I don't think I did. Anyway, I'm driving over to the property. Oh, there we go. I'm driving over to the property um, to take a look at it and meet with her and do a walkthrough, which is kind of exciting because I don't trespass. Like, I, I don't, I think once I took a walk across the land off the road and it was actually to see where the, the patch sort of how far it stretched to, how far it reached, um, because I was gauging whether I wanted to buy that parcel to the north of me, like whether it would have any part of the patch on it. Um, but I don't tend to really go on people's property. I think that's probably a good idea not to do that. And I would certainly like it if people didn't do that for, to me. But if it's like not, if it's abandoned or it hasn't been sold yet, or you know, whoever owns it is not using it at all, um, it's just completely empty, then I don't feel as bad. But anyway, um, so I haven't gone and walked around on this, on the patch, even though I've been very tempted multiple times, especially since when I go take my trash to the dumpster that I share with a few of my neighbors, um, I, I drive right by it. So it's very, very tempting. And at least I slow down and I'll look at it and be like, oh, look at it. <laughs> so this, this, is, this will be my first time walking through it. And I'll get some information from her because they said they she said they've owned it a few years and um, yeah they were gonna develop it and they decided not to so that's lucky for me and now I'm just gonna have to figure out how to buy it how to get funding for it but um, I think there might be a way where there's a will there's a way but so that's what I'm doing yippee Doggo's playing in the check dam. We got a good rain last night. Oh my god, what a great picture. <laughs> okay, so we got a good rain last night. It rained kind of all night, and the check dam is it's got water in it. And there's puddles up down well down from it, and then I'm gaining mud platforms on my sandals as I walk. Um 
<laughs> that's that's my dog in case you're wondering what that was she just having the time of her life running around um in all the mud um but i'm gonna go check out what's going on down from the shelter see if any of the earthworks caught any water which i would assume anywhere there's a depression there is a little bit of water standing and it's actually misting right now this is like oregon stuff right here just that mist you know continual mist feels good on the skin good for the hair so we'll see i have i'm passing a little mesquite tree that i did some chop and drop on and it's really responded it looks a lot better uh it's got new growth on it and then it looks like i, I see i didn't I was just asleep, so I didn't see what happened last night at all with, oh, there's some, so the, so the swimming pond has just a little bit, um, probably six inches to a foot of water in it, just at the very bottom, and um, the swales to the west of me that I built that are kind of messed up at this point from the last storm and I haven't fixed because of the heat we had all summer I was kind of hunkered down inside all summer but there's some water standing in the areas where they're you know they're intact so that's good the two mesquites over here to the west of the dead pine tree look like they're doing they're hanging in there because their mesquites are pretty burly let's see at least one of them anyway, yeah i know both of them yep and then the but the whatever it was that i had a clay pot for i don't think that made it i think it was like a white thorn of, i don't know but i want my main interest is checking out what's going on at the down at the road and i think i'm gonna walk down the driveway because this is just gloopy But I guess we're going to have some scattered showers maybe again tonight is what it, the weather forecast said. And then it's going to get sunny, but it'll be like 94 degrees instead of 103, 108 degrees. <laughs> but yeah, we actually got real rain. And let's see, see what's going on. Before I get to the road, I want to check out what's going on to the... Uh, south of that up in my large swale that I did oh okay so yeah we got so we got a good amount volume of water I can tell because there's a big blowout and I had put a overflow outlet here but it blew that out and overwhelmed it and now there's a, like a four foot wide opening <laughs> so it shows me that we got a good volume of water so what happens when you don't have completed earthworks. But yeah, there's nice, good standing water in these, for sure. Some strangely brackish water in one of them. I wonder what that's all about. Hmm. Oh, it's difficult to walk. Okay. But yeah, all the, all the staged or stepped swales have water in them. And then you can see the blowouts. And then some of what I did 
worked because the where the overflow happens, it goes into the next system and then into the next system. So that's what I was hoping to do, but you know, it's not completed or 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 um, beefed up enough. But there is standing water in the depressions, so the swales themselves, a lot of these do not have berms. And even in the blowout at the road, there's a ton of water just sitting in the depressions. So it's still holding water. It's still capturing holding water. And then my road is wet. <laughs> and there's a big rill going straight to the patch. But that's what the land does naturally without any... Well, not I shouldn't say that. Not, not, it's not natural. It's uh, degraded. But without any intervention, it was just going through. Now, that's interesting. I'm seeing a few more puddles, pools that are brackish. Um, and I'm seeing that one of, the, one of them has a salt bush dripping into it. I wonder if that is what's coloring the water. Huh. That's interesting. There's a few more. And they're definitely all near salt bush. So it's probably a salt bush thing, I'm guessing. Eh, the platform shoes mud has gone into my toe, or gone onto my toe. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the road system has, a, it's got a lot of water in it, even though there's blowouts. So that's good. Ooh, and then my road is, you get the two places where the big ruts are full of water. So there won't be any driving anywhere today. And I bet you that mesquite that's in the, the one of the swales at the road is going to shoot up because it's going to, this water will be standing here for, you know, probably a couple days. And it's, it's partially submerged right now. Several of the mesquites up at the check dam are partially submerged right now too. Oh, something came along and ate some of my... Um, my little road cat's claw. Well, that's too bad, but it's still alive somehow. What are you doing, Goober? <laughs> She's so excited. Oh, God. <laughs> this is like the best time she's ever had. <laughs> are you having so much fun? Good girl. I'm trying to, I've been trying to train her like little by little to hang out near the house more and when she's off leash so she just learns to like be a good dog and hang out. But she's very, very um, wild in terms of being part, part wolf. And so she just kind of goes and does her thing. But she always comes back. So, but this is good. She's kind of has enough freedom to realize like, you know, it's good to just hang out. She can run around all over the place, but she's still kind of hanging near the house. So it's really awesome. And I've been taking her to hang out with people too and socialize her and whatnot more more and more. And she's doing really well. The I've only taken her into, into um, town a couple times. And the first time she was just an angel. And then the second time she did run off with one of the other dogs and got all the way, like pretty far away. I could see her though. And uh, so I had to drive over and go get her. But... Um, for the most part, though, you know, I think she's kind of getting the hang of it. Oh, so, okay, so the toads are back. 
But see, if I walk back up there, she's going to follow me, and then they're going to stop again. You can, I don't know if you can hear them on this. Yeah, there she goes. She's going back up there. You hear that? She stopped. <laughs> so it's weird. I'm hearing water going down and in, into. I think that's water that's actually going down into the tank through the downspout. Kind of wondering why I would be hearing that. Because it should just be all it hits and then goes in. I wonder if I got any. So I was at about, I think I had about probably 1,200 total. No, it actually kind of sounds like I have maybe 1,100 in each one. So maybe two, maybe I got a thousand gallons from that. Huh, that'd be awesome. It was really needed. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it's still just it. This second one doesn't sound. But then again, it's like... It can be a little difficult to tell. It sounds really hollow up there, you hear that? And then that feels more. So it might be that I have... I got a thousand gallons. Maybe. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about this new property and um, I can't find funding, I don't think. So I'm going to have to sell this property to get that property and I would be starting all over from scratch. Um, that idea doesn't bother me that much, to be honest, because the systems I have aren't very good. They were done wrong. Um, and it, it's very problematic, as you know, and so, um, I could redo things on my own and hire different people to do the things that I can't do, like the solar system, but I mean, I have a neighbor to the west of me, a few, a few properties over, and he used two by fours to make his shade structure, and I've never seen him have to be out there and be repairing them or replacing them you know so far and I guess it could happen of course but it you know seems like it's not really an issue and my shade structure is really nice but I don't need it to be like this I don't need it to be 15 feet tall so I don't know and then the water tanks can be purchased I can figure out how to hook them up. It's not rocket science. Um, the solar system, of course, I would have to hire a new contractor for, but I was also kind of wondering if maybe there's some sort of system I could buy that's a small, you know, it's a compact sort of a system that would allow me to just use it to get 
kind of to get work done and get up and running at the new place. So I'm thinking it's what I want to do. It's the right thing to do. Um, the land also has mineral rights, which is extremely rare. Um, so it's would be a really amazing thing to go do. And so I, I love to, the realtor asked me to call her yesterday. She wanted, she told me that the day before. And then, so I was um, up in, up north and then I called her when I got back. I let her know by texting that she had, I would call her when I got back. So I did, but she didn't answer. I left a message. She never called back. So, um, I'm thinking she would get hold of me today, most likely. Um, most people are going to be grounded due to the, uh, excuse me, the roads because they're too mucky to drive people get stuck. Um, so I'd assume she'd get back a hold of me today and I'm just going to talk to her and see what, you know, what, the, what she thinks about what I'm thinking. Um, man, I wish I could just buy it. So that's the situation with that. And last night was the first night I've actually just gotten into bed and gotten under the covers right when I got into bed. No fan. It was just, you know, and like I took a hot shower for the first time <laughs> and like for, you know, the whole, all you know, all year until all summer. And it was kind of nice and refreshing. The window on the east side of my loft is shattered and I had to stuff blankets up in there and some plastic bags and I'm sure some of the books got wet. And, uh. One of the nice things about being in an arid environment is you don't have to worry about mold. It'll dry out pretty quickly. But I do have to, get, I'm going to have to get that figured out before winter hits because obviously it's going to be freezing. So anyway, that's that. Um, so we got blessed with rain finally. Zombie permaculture is the scariest book you'll ever read. I know that's saying a lot, but it's not only a revelation of what's at the bottom of the rabbit hole, it's also true. You can't make this stuff up. Years of research direct paranormal experience have shown that not only does humanity need to know what's at the bottom of the rabbit hole, but we're going to need the solution presented in zombie permaculture if we're going to survive it. Once it knows that we know, it's going to come harder and faster for us and we're going to need to be prepared. Zombie permaculture will teach you what's wrong and how to fix it. It scared me so bad to do the research to corroborate my thesis. I stopped writing for a total of about four years, maybe even five. Trust me, this is not hype. The zombie apocalypse is real, and it's coming for you. Turns out there's a beautiful solution 
it's within our reach and it involves something that I've been doing my whole life. I know this because it's been shown to me through direct spiritual experience as well as the research I've done. And I can tell you that there is a solution. So after we look at the scary part, I'll show you the amazing, wonderful, exciting part. Humanity has been drugged through the mud for too long. It's time for us to stand up, rise up together, shake off this horrible weight that's been holding us like this down in the mud, and step into our evolutionary journey with this earth in this beautiful, infinite universe.